Honor the Winged Helmet. I'm Kyle Simmons. And my co-host, former Michigan Wolverine and former NFL offensive lineman Thomas Gwines, and the host of the ASAP Elite podcast, Rob Penn. How are we doing tonight, guys? What's going on? What's going on, boys? Happy to be here. Yeah. Talk some Michigan football. All right. All right. Well, let's get right to it then. Uh, in week five, the Wolverines defeated Iowa 27-14 at Kinnick Stadium. Blake Corum rushed for 133 yards and a touchdown. And J.J. McCarthy threw for 155 yards and a touchdown. With that win, the Wolverines moved to 5-0 overall and 2-0 in the Big Ten. We'll start with Thomas. I know in the past few weeks we've talked about the uh, the pink locker rooms at Kinnick Stadium and how they're they're meant to have a psychological effect on the visiting team, but that wasn't the case, was it? No, I definitely don't think that was the case. Um, seemingly, we came out a little bit more in rhythm than we did against Maryland. Um, the the rushing attack was, you know, you just talked about Blake's numbers. Blake is continuing to have a an All American year. Mm-hmm. Um, Dare I say, Blake, to be in the mention in some of these postseason um, award ceremonies. Mm-hmm. Um, all that to be all that to be said. It was really good to see us go out, and in my opinion, we had a little bit more of a balanced game, um, using the run in in a way to open up the pass. You know, we had some big catches down there, and uh, we were able to do some things. And it wasn't our most explosive game, I would definitely say, but I would definitely say it was an entertaining game. It showed us, um, I think it showed the, 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 the Big Ten Nation, if you will, that we are ready to compete. Um, even though we came out in those first few games with like, you know, these basketball numbers, but us having the ability to go out there, um, Coming back from some some deficits, obviously in Maryland, we had got down, um, had to you know kind of fight our way back into that game and close that game out. And I think we did a really good job in in the Iowa game as far as being able just to close the game out. Let's get up on teams. Let's continue to um, affect what it is and what you're trying to do. We are a run team. We're going to try to beat you up. And I think our offensive line definitely did a, a relatively decent job of that this past game. So I'm hoping that we continue to stay on that same path. I still think that J.J. needs to work on that internal clock in his head as far as just getting rid of the ball. But I thought he did a really good job as far as taking what the defensive the defense gave us and not turning the ball over and was able to manage the game. So, I, you know, overall, I give us a solid A-. minus. All right, Rob. What do you get? What's the grade for the guys this week? I give uh, I'm a B plus. You know, what's going on is this was a culmination of their first four games and sticking to the program, you know, sticking to the formula. That's one thing about it. We blew these teams out in the first four games, one first three games, then the fourth game by sticking with the run. Like you say, run first. Uh, mm. But this game, you can tell, like, the skill level has elevated, you know, but we still have perfected that scheme, you know what I'm saying, what we do and who we are, and we didn't deviate from it. One thing about it, Iowa made adjustments. That's a good program. You know, they took away a lot of the passing lanes, but they also keyed on J.J.'s running. His read option was shut down pretty much. You know, uh, I think it was a five for four, negative 14, if I'm not mistaken. You know, so they really keyed on him, but what they couldn't do is stop that three-yard in the cloud of dust mentality going straight forward to Blake just kept uh, beating down, beating down, beating him down, body shot, body shot, body shot, body head, like Roy Jones would say. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, they, they did well. Uh, they also, you know, got the receivers uh, 
going, you know, with Ronnie Bell going on the jet sweep and different things of that nature. And, uh, with Henny, with, uh, excuse me, with, with Henning and, and we have Edwards back. So we're at full power now, you know, so I like I like what, what I saw. Yeah, I was going to say, you just mentioned oh, One um, second, one second. And plus, you know, being up 20 to nothing, you know, that, that was huge. You know, that defense, I got to give them up, man. They, they stepped up. They stepped up. They got our offense. Uh, they gave our offense the opportunity to get that lather. You really saying, you know what I'm saying? Really put big body on body, big on big. You know, get our pulling guards going, man. Do our zone blocking and our different schemes, and we'll be able to bust them open when they no mas. You know. Yeah, I was gonna say you uh you mentioned uh, Ronnie Bell there. How uh, we how we missed him last season. Now we we have him back. How much of a difference do you think he's making for us this season through these first uh, five games? We, we, we have Bell to be accountable is- on the outside. Oh, I'm sorry, Thomas. Right. Nope. Go ahead, because I think we're definitely on the same page. Go ahead. It, it, it gives us a, it gives us a level of, of something to be accountable for. Right now, we have elite players on all three levels. You know, they can't play us. They can't stack boxes on us. Now they have to really play us honestly. You know, if we get ahead, we go ahead and spread them out. You know, or do a numbers game. You know, uh, but I gotta give it up, man. Uh, it's not just Ronnie Bell. You know, we have three Division One. We have three NFL receivers right now. You know, if you want to be – let me stop that. We have seven NFL skill players on this offense right now. Go ahead, Thomas. So, I'm just going to piggyback off of that. Because of the fact that we do have some legitimate threats on the outside that have the ability to take the top off of a defense, um, as we alluded to, you can't just stack the box to stop the run now. Mm-hmm. You have to get out there – and make sure that our perimeter guys aren't going to beat you. But then if we take it deep between uh, Schoonmaker and all coming through on some crossing routes, basically, in my opinion, and I say this with, with no hate, they're just slow wide receivers with bigger bodies, but are but are just as athletic. So we have that threat that kind of takes me back to the, you know, when we when I played and I had Mark Campbell and Jeremy Tooman, right? You know, we could pound you with the run. I had Amani, I had Mercury, I had Ty Streets, I had all of these guys. Okay, we're going to shut all of this stuff down. But what do you do? Because of the run, I'm going to hit you on the play action, maybe run some naked boots and hit my tight ends on the crossing routes, and they're going to pick up 10, 12, 15 yards a pop, if not take it to the house. So the more that we're able to give these defenses – something to think about the less predictable we become we're going to take a lot of pressure off of jj it's going to allow jj to be jj um the one thing i'm still seeing with jj is that he's inconsistent on his touch you know especially on the deep ball he throws a he throws a laser nothing but high heat if we can get him to just start dropping them in the bucket a little bit and letting our wide receivers create separation and run underneath those balls to make these catches. I think we'll be a lot more uh, efficient and effective as the year goes on. But what's so crazy, it's like, it's really good to see, but it's also nerve wracking at the same time is that we're so close, like so close to just being that on that level of proficiency, especially on our deep balls. Once he once he begins to conquer that and understand what that's all about, bro, we're gonna be we're gonna be a problem. Hey, I want to add to that too. Given that this was his second offseason, his second summer, you know, I think that the strides they'll make from uh, you know sophomore to the junior season will just be exponential. You know, and also I just want to give props to Roman Wilson real quick. Uh, I was just a Ronnie Bell, just fanatic. Roman is my guy, man. 
<laughs> you know what I'm saying? I got to give props to the kid from Hawaii can ball. All right, so as we head into week six, the Wolverines are going to travel down to Bloomington to take on the Hoosiers. Uh, the Hoosiers are three and two overall with a one and one Big Ten record. Uh, Michigan's coming in as a heavy favorite once again. Uh, so I guess what we don't want here is to uh, start looking ahead to next week to Penn State. And then all of a sudden this turns into a trap game. Uh, Thomas, do you think that may be the case this Saturday? I don't think that's the case this Saturday. The one thing that I've seen thus far is that our coaches are doing a really good job of keeping the boys level-headed, making sure that we're prepared. Right now it's all about implementing the game plan, the scheme, and being as efficient as possible when doing so. The thing that a, a lot of people that may not really watch or, or understand football, especially Michigan football, this Michigan-Indiana game, for decades has been a trap game. Um, Indiana has, you know, woefully underperformed over the years, but for whatever reason, they always play the Wolverines tough. Mm -hmm. I remember back when I was playing in, you know, the mid nineties and that was typically our game before Ohio state. I'm sorry, that team down south. Mm -hmm. um, that exactly. We don't say those <laughs> words here, but uh, that game right there, to me, physically, typically took more out of me in that Indiana game than that, than that team from down south game. The team from down south game, it is what it was. You know, everything was on the line, right? But our expectations were because, you know, we had been beating them so handily over the years. Like, it was just, a you know, an expectation. But that IU game and the way those boys came in, because remember, as I said before, They've been woefully underperforming for years. What better way to get that monkey off of their back, to put that feather in their cap, than, than to beat the mighty Wolverines? And I don't care if it's us going to Bloomington or them coming to Ann Arbor. You know, we're always going to get the Hoosiers' best shots. And ladies and gentlemen, please do not be fooled. They got some ballers out there. It's just trying to get all of the right pieces working on the same page. I think that's kind of been some of their issue over the years. They've definitely had some standout athletes, but to get enough standout athletes that are all reading from the same sheet of music, once they kind of get that going, I think they're definitely going to be a problem in the Big Ten. Now, Rob, what do you think is going to be the key this week? Get this job done. Never deviate from a scheme. You know, and that's not going to happen. First of all, let me get props to Indiana. They played tough in the first half against Nebraska last week. You know, they – Went in halftime at 21, and Nebraska was able to score 14 in the second quarter. I mean, fourth quarter, and, you know, uh, go ahead and close out that victory. But, you know, we're not going to have that same problem. You know, it's going to be definitely a stagnated, uh, you know, uh, deep water concept, you know, drag him in a deep water concept. Uh, but ultimately, they have nothing to uh, – they, they can't hurt us. You know, they can't hurt us. Uh what they had that can hurt us, Michael Penix, is now the course, uh, starting quarterback at Washington, if I'm not mistaken. You know, and that program is doing pretty good. He just got whooped by UCLA last week. You know, but still, all in all, uh, I just didn't see anything from Indiana last week that posed a threat. Now, Thomas is a little different. You know, uh, just to piggyback off of what you said about you having just these hard drug, knockout, dragout games, man, that's the heartland. You know what I'm saying? It's Thomas Wise walking around there. You know what I'm saying? You're going to get them. You know what I'm saying? But at the right. same time, you know, they get on them edges. You know, it's going to 
if, if the boy could find his time, you know, find his stride, get in the rhythm, you know, is able to put some touch on them passes like Thomas said earlier, you know, hit these open receivers. Uh, we're going to get uh, Edwards and Coral running crazy once they are able to take advantage of that cover three that they run, a terrible cover three with these cars bail out. We're going to take advantage of these hitches, you know, these comebacks and different things of that nature. And really, you know, running back screen is going to be up too. We haven't been doing that enough. But, yeah, we're going to uh, definitely uh, expose them again. So. All right, so then, Rob. This is not the COVID season. <laughs> <laughs> well, then, Rob, we're going to start with you on the prediction. Uh, Give us a score for this game, then. Michigan, 38-17. Rob, I hate you, too, because literally you were in my head. I didn't want to say, you know, like 42, but I was definitely, you know, around that 38 number. So I'm definitely going to uh, copycat and uh, say 38. I'm going to say 38-12. Um, what I'm looking for this week is our defensive front four consistently able to get pressure on this quarterback and to, in doing so, not losing contain. We got to continue to set that edge, make sure that we're not getting outflanked on that edge. But like I said before, bringing that pressure up the gut and letting our secondary and our linebackers just play in space. The one thing I am kind of concerned about as I said before, is that when teams go up tempo on us and they start going with all these different formations, our secondary seems a little bit out of source as far as getting the right calls in, getting guys in the right position to play. But as long as we are able to get that those calls in, get guys set up, I definitely feel like our secondary is going to be able to stand up with pretty much anybody in the Big Ten. I'm just looking for that defensive front seven to bring some noise, make sure that that quarterback is is uncomfortable and that he has a very dirty uniform at the end of the game. Well, that's it for this week. Uh, Tune in next week where we preview the big game versus Penn State. And be sure to listen to us on Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Stitcher. You can also listen to us on the Believe Podcast Network. For Thomas Gwines and Rob Penn, I'm Kyle Simmons. Go Blue. Go Blue. Hell. (laughs) Hell. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.